Hey, it's your host, Mark Santiago. I'm excited to introduce you to the next level of this podcast, Empowered AF 2.0. 2.0. In this next stage of Empowered AF, we're going to dive deeper into what it means to be an empowered man in his most advanced form. I'm talking healthy communication, healthy lifestyle, both physically and emotionally, and evolving into the man you've always wanted to be. So stick around and join me in this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. All right, all right, all right. I've got another guest here. And if you're wondering, it's a woman, but it's not just any woman. It's not Katie. It's not Misty. It's not the people I've had in the past. In fact, it is a special woman, probably the most special woman I know, because that would be my wife, Amy Santiago. Welcome. Hi. Welcome to the show. We call her it lovingly on the Empowered Man team. We call her Empowered Amy. And, um, <laughs> That's because she's actually on the team. If you didn't know that, and some of your clients know that because she's talked to you about payments, et cetera. Um, she works on the operations side and helps with uh, managing our team and, and herding cats and keeping people on pace and making sure teams get paid and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so you and I have been discussing literally this topic for two years. Yes. And um, ever since we were dating, a matter of fact, of how amazing it would be to have you on the podcast to share your experience with divorce. So guys, if you're listening, I'm talking to a woman who is remarried, but has also been through a divorce. And we're not here to bash anybody. Um, we're not bashing uh, ex-husbands. Um, in fact, Amy will tell you that, that a lot of the failure was also on her and, and she was going to own some of those things. But what we want to do talk talk about is from a female perspective, from a woman's perspective, um, what it's like to have a marriage that isn't so great, that's rocky, that has toxic stuff, that uh, that didn't have any affairs involved. So this wasn't one of those marriages that had an affair, et cetera. This is one of those marriages that just literally fell apart um, due to a lot of emotional to uh, toxic stuff. And so I think if anything, this is going to be a great case study in what you guys should not be doing if you're wanting to create a new marriage with your wife, um, because my wife has a great perspective on these things. So let's get started with just kind of give me a brief overview of your, your first marriage. Um, you know, a little bit about how long you were married, uh, you know, maybe even age ranges, just so people have an understanding of context for, for the marriage. Yeah. Um, so I got married we, or we were both really young. We we're like early twenties. Um, we were married for 12 years. We have three kids together. Um, it, it was just like a, it seemed like a regular marriage. Um, you know, you have highs and lows. Um, but I think like when you get married young, you kind of grow up together hmm. and you either kind of grow up or you stay the same. And so it, it feels really unequal when one person is growing and another one is not. And you're like trying to pull them along, like, come on, let's, let's go to the next level. And yet you're staying the same. And that's, I would say that was like the baseline for the demise of my marriage was like, I felt like I was growing and wanting change and wanting to like be better. Um, but yeah, my partner was not. And it was like, felt like pulling teeth to get him to like, want to do, do better in our life just in general. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting because you, you're at the same spot that a lot of the guys we talk to before they come in to thrive 
we're at where 12 years, three kids, you know, why does a woman walk away from a marriage? And again, no affair. You didn't have a a fair partner. He wasn't having an affair. You know, it's just, you got to a place where you said, "I, I can't do this anymore. And so like what ultimately led up to this place and maybe, maybe how long were you thinking about it before you started to move in that direction? Yeah, it was definitely years, um, years of feeling like unhappy, like things aren't changing. Um, I, a lot of it, though, that I feel like the turning point for me was definitely understanding what my needs were on a deeper level and like being able to kind of like put a name or like a, a word to what my needs were, because when you're young, you don't really know. Um, and then understanding that those weren't being fulfilled and then being able to articulate that to my partner, my husband at the time and like it going nowhere. And, you know, we talk a lot about like how um, women communicate differently, like emotionally and like our emotional needs are different than men. Um, And I communicated those in an unhealthy way, you know, like I was a nagging wife and I was trying to get my needs met my healthy needs met, but in a really unhealthy way. And basically manipulating him. Yeah, basically. Can you give me an example of how you might've done that? Just because again, I think a lot of guys are going to resonate with this story and go, Oh my gosh, that's what my wife was trying to do. Yeah. Um, One that like always comes back to me that I feel really bad about still kind of today is I, I worked in HOA management. And so I would come home from work and I would have, Um, like so many things to tell him, like it was a crappy job and people were jerks and I would just want to tell him about my day. And he was, he was a fixer. Um, So his common phrase was, you know, I'll, you know, this is what you need to do. Um, And I, I didn't want him to fix my problems because ultimately he couldn't, I wanted him to listen. And so I would come home from work and I would want to tell him things. And he would start with that. And I would just say like, bro, shut the fuck up. And let me just tell you. And again, like it was me trying to communicate to him, like, I don't need you to fix it. I just need you to listen. But I did it in like an unhealthy, disrespectful way. And so that that put him on defensive uh, and rightly so, because I was in the wrong. But it was just like this vicious cycle of both of us trying to get our needs met, but in a very unhealthy way. So it's interesting you said years, because I think a lot of guys think that you know, their wife comes to them, has this conversation, like I want out of the marriage. I'm not happy. And they think that it's been like today, last week, or, or like they did something recently. Um, what would you say to those guys? Like, why are they wrong? Um, I would say that you get, you get what you put in. Um, and I, I, I know a lot of us, like when we get married young, we don't really understand, but you have to like be able to adapt and to change and to learn and to grow because your wife, when you got married to her is not the same wife that you got married to 10 years later, like things change and you can't just keep doing the same patterns over and over again and expect different or better results. Like there's, there has to be different inputs. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting because it it reminds me of, you know, last week's episode, I talked about uh, Welcome to Plathville, Barry and Kim Plath publicly going through a divorce um, on the show, having these fascinating conversations that I broke down one of them. And I I think I'll break down some more. In fact, I think I need to attack the Ethan and Olivia side soon, because that'll be a fun one for me to break down, especially because of their communication styles. But, you know, when when you and I were watching this um, late couple weeks ago, um, you know, there was some 
you know, tr- there was almost some triggering for me where I felt triggered by Kim, but at the same time, you felt triggered by the situation a little bit mm-hmm. and could, could resonate with Kim and what she was experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot, of, again, if you're not familiar with it, go watch last week's episode. Um, or if you want to do some Googling, I'm sure there's some talking heads talking about it, but if, essentially after 24 years of marriage and like nine kids, they're deciding on getting divorced. And it seemed like it was out of the blue. Um, you know, and, and she kind of had this. So speak to me, like what was coming up for you when you were watching that and how you resonated with Kim? Yeah, I think where I was like sympathizing or empathizing with her situation is like for many years, I just felt like, um, just a wife and a mom and not Amy. Um, and yeah, there's seasons of life where like you go through that, but it was just a lot of, just like laying down your life for your husband and for your kids and not really getting much in return. Um, and so I, I empathize with her situation because it's like, at the end of the day, we all have roles to play, but when you get married and you want to have a partner, you want somebody that you can feel safe with and like express your, your heart to, and to have like a loving relationship. And if those needs aren't being met and that cup's not being filled, then what, like, why, why are you doing this? Like, why, why are you laying down your life for your family and doing all these things for your husband and your life when your cup is not being fulfilled with your husband? Mm, That's good. So why ultimately do you feel like you um, got divorced? Because i well, I know <laughs> you, you, uh, you filed and, you know, you, you made it happen. Um, why did you divorce him? Why did you make that decision? What, like, what was the thing that said I'm done? Um, I mean, there was, like I said, it was like years of saying like, this is not working. You know, we were fighting. Um, we need, we need change. Um, and the changes that he was making is like the same changes that we hear from guys all the time that want to join Thrive. Oh, or I got a side hustle or like, all the things that didn't really matter because all I really wanted from him was emotional, physical, financial connection with him. Um, I wanted to feel like I had a partner, not just another person in the house. And so after years of that, you just get done. You just, it's like a line in the sand and you just say like, I can't do this anymore. And for me, a real big turning point was realizing like, I, my life did not change at all when I got separated as far as like stress level, kids level, financial level, I was able to do everything on my own. And that was like a really big light bulb for me because I was like, wow, why, why do I need him? That nothing has changed Wow. because I was doing all the same things when I was married that I was doing single. So what's a guy to do when he realizes he's fucked up and your wife moves out and separated and you're telling me like, damn, my life is the same. I'm no different with, I mean, like, you know, that, that's gotta be, that's frustrating for these men. Like, you know, ultimately we want to talk about, you know, what could he have done? Um, take me to that situation, you know, cause ultimately I want to, I want to hear about what he could have done maybe to create a new marriage. But even in that situation where you were separated, is there anything he could have done differently that would have changed your mind? Or you said, you know what, I'll give this another chance. Like what if anything could have been done? Yeah, I think, um, you know, in the, in the beginning of separation, he was like, you know, I'm going to fight for us and I'm going to fight for you. Um, his fighting for us and fighting for me didn't look like anything that I would have wanted. Um, 
you know, I, I shared with multiple people, my brother passed away in 2019. And that was like kind of the, the tipping point of our um, separation was around the same time. And his fighting for me was going to people at this funeral of my brother and saying, Hey, pray for us because Amy and I are getting a divorce. Mm. And it's like, that this is hard. one it's manipulation and two it's like that didn't move the needle that didn't make me want to come back to you you're not fighting for me you're like just telling everybody everybody like what's going on it didn't it didn't change anything so so would you say that it it's about it was more about his ego yeah i i would say yeah it was definitely wounded for sure um, and I wasn't looking for candy and flowers either. I was just looking for him to step up to the plate. Um, I, I've told you so many times that one of the most attractive things about you is that you take leadership in our relationship, um, leadership to plan a date night or to a weekend away, or to make sure that I'm taking care of myself or the things that go on in our household. That's really what I wanted from him was just to have leadership, um, now, granted, I have a whole laundry list of things that I I put roadblocks yeah. in our marriage to you know prevent him from being successful, but ultimately he also never took the step to stand up. So you're separated. Brother dies. He's being manipulative. You know, if we were to rewind the clock a little bit, you know, and and I think a lot of times it's really in those first couple months where you have a chance. Yeah. Is there anything specifically he could have done to at least show you that he's really trying and that you're willing to look at him a little bit differently? Is there anything specific that stands out that you would have said, you know what, I, I can see some change and I'm willing to at least start talking and maybe dating or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think just like taking initiative for a lot of things. Um, I was the leader in our relationship. Um, and so him just like taking the initiative to be more of a leader in our family, um, that, that would have been a really big improvement. And then also, I think just like, like his, his, uh, words, like what he was saying, like our communication was toxic. We did not have boundaries, um, had that changed and he was able to like, listen more, um, hear what I was saying. I feel like that would have gone a long way. Ultimately, Mark, I, I never wanted to get a divorce ever. Yeah. I never imagined my life in this situation. And I love you and I appreciate you. And I'm so grateful for our life together. But if things could have been different, I would still be married to him. I mean, ultimately, because I didn't <laughs> want to get a divorce. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I have to reiterate that again, like you said, separate from you and I and meeting and getting yeah. married ourselves, you, you would have done, you, you would have rather stayed married to him. And again, can't just take my, our situation out of it. You would have mm -hmm. rather stayed married to him because that was what you ultimately chose in the beginning. You chose to be with him regardless of flaws, regardless of toxic stuff. You chose to be married to him 12 years. You put it out three kids. And at the end of the day, it still was just like, I, I can't, the, the, you got to a point where you were like, it's just, it's not enough anymore. Yeah. Um, guys, I'm telling you, if you're listening to this right now and you're going, oh my fucking God, this is me. This is what I've been through. My wife would probably be saying the exact same shit. It may or may not be too late. Like, here's the thing is we don't know. And this is what we tell you in Thrive. We cannot save your marriage. The only thing we can do is give you the tools to create a new marriage. If your wife wants to go along for that ride. 
But if you just notice, and I have to highlight what you said about communication, and this is why this is the very first thing we teach you in Thrive, which is how to make your wife feel, feel heard and understood. And if she feels heard and understood, she's much more likely to open up to you emotionally and therefore create emotional connection, which was missing. And like you said, because all this manipulation and all this toxic bullshit. Yep. And it's, it's kind of funny because like, when you look, when you look at it from the outside in, you're like, you fucking idiot, you had a chance. And I'm saying that to all the guys that are in, that are, that are in this group and listen to my podcast, you mm-hmm. still have a chance, a lot of you, and you're fucking blowing it because you want to do shit on your own. You mm-hmm. want to keep doing it the way you know how to do it. You're wrapped up in your fucking ego. You can't get over your damn self. You cry yourself to sleep every night. Oh, boo, boo. None of that shit moves the needle. It's telling her you're yeah. working out and get six pack abs ain't going to get her back. No. You might get a girl on Tinder, but ain't getting your wife back because yeah. that's not what she cares about. What she cares about is how you show up as a fucking man. And if you're showing up as a little boy, it ain't going to move the needle again. This isn't just me preaching this at you. This is a case study of a woman who's literally experienced it. And I have the pleasure of being married to you now. Um, <laughs> tell me this. Uh, what do you feel like you learned? Because I know a lot of this has been about uh, him and, and and the failures and things like that. And again, our, our, our heart today is not to point out the flaws in her ex-husband. Right. That is not what this is about. This okay. is about showing the reality of what you were experiencing, part of your story in this situation. Yeah. But what do you feel like you learned from the failure of your marriage? Oh, a lot. Um, I, uh, number one, like when I was like going through this process, I was like, I'm not going to do this for nothing. Like I'm going to learn from my mistakes and never repeat them again. Um, so I took a really hard look like at myself and my like part in our relationship. Um, and I realized number one, I was disrespectful, which now knowing, um, like that's so important to a man. Um, and I like, I was never, I was never respectful. I was a terrible wife in that regard. Um, I was also not very willing to meet his needs physically, um, And it was just a roadblock for me. And part of that is the emotional connection. Like when there is none, it's really hard for a woman to open up physically when you don't feel connected to your husband. And it's like a vicious cycle then. Um, So I I definitely failed him in that. Um, I, as I mentioned before, I was a leader in our family. I am a very strong leader in in life in general. And so if you're not like, I will take over. but I also like did not let him have opportunity to do that because I was like so controlling on everything that was going on in our life. Hmm. Um, I would say those were probably my biggest failures in our relationship. The, the, all those are amazing. And, and guys, again, if you're listening, that's what it sounds like for a woman to do the work. She did the work on herself. In fact, that question was the very one of the first questions I asked her. And then we asked each other uh, on our first date which was, what did you learn from the failure of your marriage? Um, And that is because we did not want to be people that just blamed our exes, but learned from it and grew from it and said, you know what? I contributed to the failure of my marriage. I've fucked up majorly in my marriage and I am, I am no saint. I had to make the choice and I made the decision I made. And and that was that. So, you know, what we're going to do now is just like fast forward and, you know, getting to the point where you met me and, now what I want, you know, if you're listening to this, I want your perspective to change a little bit. I want you to think about what a healthy woman is looking for in a new partner. And because there's a lot of you that are already moving on from your marriage and you're thinking about dating and, and all that stuff. You know, 
what were you looking for in, in a man, especially having now been divorced and you have three kids? Like, what were you looking for? Um, I would say like, I was most impressed, um, going on a date with you in the beginning by just the fact that you just like what you just said, you know, you took responsibility for the failure of your marriage on the parts that you can, um, dating in your thirties and your forties, like the likelihood of you not dating somebody who's been divorced is like yeah, really slim to none. And I went on so many dates with guys who were just like, oh, she didn't love me anymore. Like, oh, she just like fell out of love and left me. Oh, she just took the kids. And this is like so passive. And I was just like, no, this is not going to work for me because I'm, I want somebody who like can understand their failures and is not going to repeat the same mistakes. Like, I don't want to get a divorce again ever. Like that was the worst time of my life. Like I do not want to repeat those mistakes. And so I knew that in order to find somebody who was going to be like lasting, they were going to have to have the same sort of mindset, like learn from the mistakes and not repeat them again. Um, and that was you, like you talked about it, like on our very first date, you know, the things that you had did wrong and you didn't even share your entire story of, um, your relationship at that time. You just literally just talked about yourself. Yeah. So what do you think, you know, obviously now we've been married almost a year, um, which is crazy to think. (laughs) Um, What do you think has been the biggest difference between how you showed up in your last marriage and how you showed up in this marriage? Um, I do frequent heart checks. Um, One of the things in my marriage was I held a lot of resentment for him for the way he did not show up in our relationship. And again, that's a me thing. That's not a him thing. He doesn't cause me to to have resentment. I cause that myself. Um, But I definitely like check myself if I'm feeling any kind of way that could lead to resentment. Um, And I try to communicate that to you Um, because I also learned that men are not mind readers. And sometimes we just have women, like we want men to sort of like know what we're thinking or feeling and just like expect them to know when in reality, like all we have to do is like tell you. And I, I feel like this is true of you and most men, like if you just tell it to them simple, they're going to go, Oh yeah, no problem. Let, <laughs> let me do that. You want me to put that away? Absolutely. Yeah. You want me to think about it ahead like, of time? Probably not. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, th- but that was growth for me as well. And so like, I, I tried to be very communicative and specific <laughs> about like what I'm feeling or what I need with you. And that is different. <laughs> yeah. Um, what would you say to men whose wives are wanting to separate or get a divorce? You know, the guys that are listening right now, they're in our Facebook group or they're, or they're going to be a thrive client or, or they're just first hearing of us. This is the first time they've ever listened to our podcast. And you know, their wife has either separated or wants a separation or their wife is filing for divorce or whatever. What would you say to those men? And like, what should they be doing right now? I would say going to the gym doesn't help. Hmm. Number one, that's like the number one thing that, guys get on the call with us and say like, Oh, I'm working out and I'm working on myself. Like she doesn't care about that. Um, and if she does, there's probably something wrong. Yeah. That that's so minor in like the long list of things that are wrong in your relationship. Um, she wants to feel heard and she wants your emotional connection. And like, I would say 
take a deep dive into what she's saying to you because she's telling you or she's been telling you what she wants and what she needs. You're just not really either picking up on it or you're not hearing it or you're not applying it. And it's not, it's not, um, it's not hard stuff. But if you need help and you've never done this before, then heck yeah, come into Thrive and like, we'll teach you how to communicate and to listen to her and to understand where she's coming from. Is it going to be perfect every single time? Heck no. Mark and I's relationship is not perfect. Not one bit, but we strive every day to like, make sure that we're on the same page and that we are communicating in a healthy way. By the way, guys, we have seven kids. So what everything you're hearing, it gets amplified with children. Yeah. And let me show you. Let me show you our seven yeah. kids. Share the screen. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're on YouTube, you can see this. So if you're just listening, you have to go check out our YouTube channel. You can watch the video of Amy and I speaking. That's our family, all nine of us there. Uh, this was from last year. So everyone's taller now, except yeah. me. I think I've shortened up a little bit, but um, that was us. We got married in Huntington beach last year, October 23rd. So I memorized that. Great. Okay. Good. Um, <laughs> um, Check. Check. You know, it here's there. So there's like one, one other thing you said about was like thrive specifically um, from a woman's perspective, if a man joins thrive, you know, number one, we hear a lot of guys go, I'm scared that if I do this, my wife's going to leave me, which I think is ridiculous. Yeah. Like that is kind of be the dumbest thing I've ever heard. If your wife leaves you because you joined a program to better yourself, you've got bigger issues. Number two, um, we do hear a lot of guys are like, well, you know, is, is this going to change? You know, is, is this going to save my marriage, et cetera? Like from a female perspective, because you've seen it, you've seen me grow this thing from day one. You were with me on my very first sales call all the way to what we've grown this thing into with thousands and thousands of clients. Why should a man join Thrive from a female perspective? That would have been such a changing point in my relationship had my husband at the time done something like that. Um, because I would have felt like he was actually hearing what I was saying. Mm. That change needed to happen, not only like in a relationship, but him personally. Um, you know, transformation in a marriage takes two people working together. It's not just one-sided. So it wasn't just like, oh, it was all his fault. He needed to change. It was me too. But it would have shown that he was willing to take the steps necessary to like invest in his part of our relationship to make it better. But instead, he didn't. He didn't do anything. Hmm. Sad. The cost of inaction is huge, guys. Yeah. Um, I got to say that, you know, I, I, I've been listening to this, I'm watching and I'm going, I'm, I'm hugely blessed, um, <laughs> as you can tell. Um, I don't deserve it, but I've been blessed with a, an amazing partner and wife and Amy. Um, but guys, this is what it looks like when you do the work and you end up attracting somebody healthy and you end up attracting someone who is passionate about the same things you're passionate about, has the same values you have. Um, we're able to raise kids and, and it's not easy. There are definitely differences in our parenting styles that we are working through, but again, we are learning to do that. And I think I would give us an A minus wouldn't give us an A plus give us an A minus. We still have, that's, yeah. that's usually our biggest issues around the kids. Like we don't fight about anything else other than yeah. children and we don't yeah. fight. We, we have disagreements, but we literally don't get into fights. Um, and yeah. that's a beautiful thing because I think you can have disagreements without fighting. Totally. I think, I think a, a marriage that gets into fighting, it just becomes toxic. And it's like, dude, you can have an argument, watch your tone, watch how you get upset, et cetera. Be careful of those things. And I, and I always like to say, just make amends quickly. You know, it's like, like 
I never like to go to bed angry, number one, um, but like make amends quickly, talk through it. Don't let shit just sit because it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. Yeah. Um, do you have anything final to say before I let you go? Um, no, I can't think of anything. <laughs> this, this is good. I hope that this helps some person like understand how important it is to be a leader in your family and in your relationship with your wife. Um, it's sexy as hell. Um, when, when the guys jump out of thrive and they don't want to do the work, um, anymore and they quit, it's just like, you're just following the same pattern. Um, transformation is key. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Unfortunately, not everyone wants it. So, well, guys, if you are wanting it and you do are ready to take the next steps, I want to encourage you and I want to challenge you to go to empoweredman.co slash book empoweredman.co slash book b-o-o-k and that's where you can apply to have a call with one of our advisors to talk about what it would look like for you to join thrive to talk about what it would look like to transform your life to become the most empowered man possible to walk in a place of respect to have communication that is like a leader that sets boundaries that demand respect that that gives you the freedom that you've been desiring um, all along if you're ready to give up the, the fight where you've been fighting against yourself and you're ready to join a group of men that are humbled and that are investing in themselves, that's the place for you. Um, yeah. We'd love to see inside there, empoweredman.co slash book, empoweredman.co slash book, B-O-O-K. Uh, make sure you check out the rest of the podcast. Um, AF 1.0 is like the beginning. So if you're just catching this now, go back and listen all the way through episode one through 20 or so. That sets the foundation for Empowered Man and really what we do in terms of uh, working with men through separation and divorce. Yeah. Um, but that's not all we do. We transform men. That's that's our purpose. We don't, we're not here to save marriages. We're here to save men. So men. what's that? Empowered men are sexy men. There you go. You've heard it from my wife. All right, guys, we'll see you on the other side. Hey, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. If you're new here, thanks for checking out this episode. And I encourage you to take a visit back to the first episodes in this podcast. Look, we have over 50 episodes on the foundations of how to be an empowered man. I'm talking about in your relationship with your wife, your kids, your work, your boss, whoever and whomever. And I highly suggest you take some time to listen and gain some insight and knowledge from those episodes. And hey, if you want to connect with me deeper, be sure to check out the Empowered Man group. That's empoweredman.co slash group empoweredman.co slash group for latest information and to join our group of other men who are wanting to be empowered just like you. Until then, this is Mark signing off, Empowered AF 2.0.